0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Can you believe this? Oh, do out enough. Say it with your chips. Looking to push tempo here, the Pelicans. He'll get there. Funny hops into a bucket. Hold that follow through. He That's right. Don't be, don't this is what takes you to another level. The Pell is up, everybody. This is Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans with your host, Elliot Clough, at E-L-I-O-T-C-L-O-U-G-H on Twitter. Thanks so much for tuning in today on this beautiful Saturday morning with some Pelicans basketball coming ahead of us today. Their second scrimmage against the Denver Nuggets scheduled for 7.30 p.m. Central Time tonight. And... Some other big news that we will start off right away with. But before that, make sure, folks, whatever platform you are listening on at this very moment, you make sure to hit that subscribe and or follow the podcast button just so you're getting notifications as to when the podcast is started or when there is a podcast up and available. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you scroll down, leave a rate and review. That really, really helps us out and is greatly Appreciated. now for that big news you probably know already but Zion has made his return to the bubble and Twitter went absolutely crazy from Pelicans fans to non-Pelicans fans to NBA nuts to non-NBA nuts who just happen to know that Zion exists and he is a freak of nature Per the Pelicans, Zion issued a statement that said, My family and I appreciate the love and respect that everyone showed us while we dealt with a private family matter. I'm excited to rejoin my team in Orlando and look forward to getting back on the court with my teammates after quarantine. Now, we don't know exactly what is going on or what was going on with his family, but we know that he's back. So what does that mean, you might be asking? Well we we know that he won't be back for today's scrimmage versus the Nuggets or the scrimmage versus the Bucks on the 27th but we do know that he has been testing for the entirety of his absence and we can assume that that means he will only have to quarantine for 4 days during uh, the well 4 days since his return to the bubble at probably maximum because the NBA passed some stuff recently, I don't know if past is the right word, but instituted some new rules that was basically so they could get Zion back as, as soon as possible as to like the amount of negative tests that they would have would determine how long players would have to quarantine when they would return to the bubble. But we also know that Montrez Harrell, Pat Beverly have left the bubble and they're part of the Clippers who are a championship contending team. And for all we know, other teammates, not teammates, but other players in the NBA might have situations such as Zion had, such as those two Clippers have had. And we're going to talk about another one here in a sec, believe me. So so it looks like the NBA was really trying to figure out how to get these players back on the court as soon as possible, assuming they follow all of the quarantine rules and are testing negative for the virus. So with that four days following their arrival to the bubble, that's what we know right now. That's what has been into the NBA, into their rules. But Per Christian Clark of NOLA.com, one of the Pelicans beat writers, there hasn't been a specified amount of days determined that Zion will be quarantined or will be unable to play, likely because of that new rule that's been instituted uh, that we're aware of that may shorten that amount of time. I'm assuming Zion won't play in any of these scrimmages. I think that's safe to say. I would be very surprised if the NBA shortens that amount of time just because we don't know the logistics or what exactly was going on during his absence, what he was doing, who he was with other than family. We don't know if he was working out or working out with other people because, you know, transmission of air, you're breathing heavy. Uh, we just don't know, and that probably won't be disclosed to us unless, for any reason, he's told to quarantine for a little bit longer, or if it's like, oh, he's back, he quarantined for twenty-four hours, get him back on the court. You know, uh, we'll we'll see what comes about with with that, but I think it's safe to say the four days is probably what's going to happen, and we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll find out probably probably today or tomorrow sooner than one would. Eh. It's Zion. We'll find out quick. But we also know that he will be cooped up in his room while all their players are working out, playing, etc. And again, we don't know what Zion was doing over this time away from the team with his family. If he, considering the circumstances, we don't know if he was working out. We don't know if he was in the gym, if he touched a basketball. Granted, he was not gone very long. A little over a week, if I remember correctly. So... We don't know what kind of shape Zion has been in. Obviously, a week or a little more than a week can do a lot. I mean, if you're an avid runner, avid cyclist, avid person who participates in cardiovascular activities, I don't know, you know that, oh, I haven't run in a week. It can make your body feel, like you know, recover, feel a lot better, but in other ways, it can kind of hurt your cardiovascular system in terms of fitness. So, I mean, Zion will come back and we know how good of shape he was in when he got back. So he was working hard over the hiatus as well. So it's not, I'm not saying this is something that should be a drastic concern by any means, but we know that it could affect the amount of time that it takes for him to get back on the court, the amount of minutes that he's going to get when he returns. And we'll address that here in a second. But what we do know is that we won't be seeing Zion in any of these scrimmages. Also, Assuming that Montrezl Harrell doesn't return for the Clippers, which I believe I saw this on Twitter. I heard his grandma is sick, so send prayers and good vibes her way. Zion might be able to be pretty impactful right away in that first Clippers scrimmage because we know Montrezl Harrell is super intense. Great basketball player, but if Zion can get out there and and it'll be a much better tune up for him, if he doesn't have to have to match up with Harrell right away, that would be beneficial for him. And and we know that he'll probably be in practices before their first game on the 30th. So yeah, and he'll be a vital piece against the jazz as well. The jazz don't have Bojan Bogdanovich, As we know, we talked about that with Jake Madison of locked on Pelicans earlier this week. And we know Bojan absolutely shredded the Pelicans earlier this year, and Zion's matchup with Rudy Gobert, I mean, we know Derek Favors is going to play, so, so Zion probably won't be matched up with Rudy if Derek's also out there. So he'll be able to just shred the Jazz, tear them apart, which will be really fun to watch, especially in, in revenge for the earlier loss this year. With all that said, I went over it briefly just a second ago. We don't know where his fitness is at. He could be facing a minutes restric- restriction. That was something we talked about. I don't know. I think when the bubble idea came forth, we were like, is Zion going to play a lot right away? We don't really know. We only played 19 games. We don't know what his fitness is like. Zion's probably going to stick to 20 to 25 minutes in the first game, I would venture to guess, maybe into the second game as well, depending on how he feels what the Pelicans are able to accomplish on the floor while he's out there. We don't know what that's going to look like. I I think uh, ultimately, well, one, it's just positive. We know Zion's back. That's freaking, oh, oh, it's just good to know. We we know he's not going to miss any of the real games unless, you know, God forbid he, he gets a minor injury or something like that. But Zion's back. Zion is back and praise Christ, you know. It's, uh, it's good to have him. It's good to know that he will be around. And again, folks, if you're not religious, send good vibes to his, to his family, him and his family. Send prayers if you are. And we don't know how this is affecting Zion. We don't know if the situation is resolved based on his statement. It sounds like it is, but we don't know if it is. Uh, we know he's mature, and we know that the media has kind of really backed off of him, uh, just to let the family figure out the situation. So we don't know if it is something that's going to be ongoing for him. I and mean, He's just a kid. This can't be easy for him to be away from his family, even if the family is just coming out of a situation like this. That can really be tough for a family to, to go through things like that and for a 20-year-old kid to go through. So prayers for Zion and good vibes for Zion and his family. Tough situation. He is a person. We need to remember that as basketball fans. The other big news that came out yesterday morning prior to knowing that Zion was going to be back, uh, and I say this in the best way I know possible, what the Pell is freaking up with Lou Williams? If you haven't heard, he's another clipper that left the bubble for, quote, personal reasons. Again, we know, like I said, Mantra's Harold, Pat Beverly, and same situation with Pat Bev that we know of with Harold is that he left the bubble for a family situation. We know why he's out. This is, we don't know. I shouldn't say that. I saw this on Twitter, so it can't be like super well verified for both Harold and Pat Bev. But what I did see is that Harold's out, like I said, for the health of his grandma and Pat Beverly's out. Because he had to attend a funeral. For Lou, just said personal reasons. We don't know if it's a family matter. We don't know what what the deal was. At least when we heard the situation. But if you saw it on Twitter, Lou Williams was on Jack Harlow. If you don't know who Jack Harlow is, he's a famous young rapper. I think his song is called What's Poppin'. It's kind of dope. I'm not going to lie. A pretty good rapper for a white guy. He posted a picture of him and Lou Williams on his Instagram story. Both wearing masks, so give him that, I guess. Harlow said on the post, quote, A location you'd never guess. It was up for, I think, 20 to 30 minutes and then got removed. Luckily, people screenshotted it, put it on Twitter, so, heh, shouts out. In other words, being that he was in a a location that we would, quote, never guess, I think it's safe to say that he was probably at Disney World in the bubble somewhere with Lou Williams. just chilling with a drink. Oh, but... You know they weren't chilling, and you gotta guess that there were some females there that were not supposed to be in the bubble. Looked like they were in a vehicle, probably like a, a limo. Lord knows they weren't in a taxi or an Uber or something like that. Chilling with drinks. And who knows if there was drugs there? There's no way to tell. We know there was alcohol. We know there was Jack Harlow, A rapper. That, generally speaking, probably means there's reefer. (laughs) It just shows the irresponsibility of Lou Williams in this situation. A veteran who clearly isn't taking this part of the season, i.e. the scrimmages, not necessarily the games that are coming up, but the scrimmages as seriously as a lot of the other guys in the NBA. Not necessarily the Clippers. We don't know what they're talking about. We don't know... The Clippers are really locked in on this situation. We know that they were focused on the playoffs in the regular season with the amount of time that Kawhi was out, a lot of time that Paul George was out, other players. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw I'm not necessarily super concerned about this, and I don't think Clippers fans should be either. And I'm going to point out a couple things, but just bear with me. I said on Twitter that they should be focused on Montrez Harrell and Pat Bev getting back. Obviously, these are situations that are family situations. There's no need to rush them. Family comes first, especially in the middle of the pandemic and the social unrest that we're in the middle of. For Lou Williams, who left for quote again quote personal reasons, like I said, he is a veteran. He's been in the playoffs before. He knows the routine. You know, this is different, obviously, because they're in the bubble, but he's got a feel for the bubble now. And he did play in the Clippers' scrimmage against the Magic earlier this week. Played in just under 17 minutes and scored 22 points in that scrimmage. So, not a lot of other players were doing that. Believe it, if I saw, if I remember the box score for him, stat line for him, he was 7 of 13, so shooting great. Lou looking good. I didn't watch the game, but based off his box score, looked good. So, in a situation like that, being the veteran that he is, being in the bubble, my thinking is, you know, subtract the fact that they brought in Jack Harlow, probably females, probably other people. Subtract that, which was stupid. That in itself, dumb. I'm mean, like, And again, I'm assuming that they're in the bubble. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they were just outside the bubble. I don't know, and again, they were wearing masks, so fine, we'll give it that, give him that. What I'm thinking is, he probably just said, screw it, I'm ready to go, after scoring 22 in the 17 minutes, I don't need these games, I'm in shape, I need to get my mind right, left the bubble, just like, whew, that was a little stressful, but I know what's going on now, and I just need to let off some steam, need a little bit of time. And I think any of us who have been in stressful situations, i.e. the situation that we're in now, (laughs) have felt like, man, I just want to get drunk with my friends. I've done it in the middle of this situation. So I understand. And people are going to weddings right now, blowing off some steam, seeing their friends hopefully wearing masks when they're doing it, washing their hands. So, personally, I do understand it a little bit. Was it dumb? Yeah, but I do understand it. I mean, we again, it's not the same thing as Zion because Zion's being responsible and he's like half the age of Lou Williams, but he had to—he had to get out, you know. Just, just had to do it. Get his mind right. Take care of himself. Fine. Maybe get rid of that hangover before he comes back, you know. And maybe he does have the personal thing that he has to attend to. But he's just like, I I wanted to drink first. I don't know. We don't know. I'm sure we'll hear about it from the Clippers, maybe Doc Rivers, maybe Lou himself. But you're not earning another sixth man of the year. Well, he's going to get it. I'm positive because he gets it every year. And it was based on prior to this. The, the pre-March 11th season but you're not earning another six man of the year by going out and getting drunk with a rapper you're just not and leaving the bubble as a veteran as a guy who's been on this roster for a while so to revert a little bit I get it to an extent I do But, here's the thing, and I'm not saying that this is absolutely the case, this is just a possibility. Just laying out all the possibilities, going forward. This is the type of thing that can create a rift. Create a little motion in the ocean, little waves going on, little trouble in River City, if you know what I'm saying. We know Kawhi is a little sensitive to some things based on his experience in San Antonio, not wanting to come back, all that stuff. And PG-13 hasn't necessarily prevailed as a leader, really ever. I mean, he took his teams to the Eastern Conference Finals, but that was part of his ascension, the beginning of his prime in the early 2010s with the Pacers. But these two have also only been on the roster this year. We know Kawhi's a little bit different of a dude. We know PG-13 wasn't necessarily super loyal to Oklahoma City or Indiana for that matter. Granted, it took a little bit of time for him to get to a place where he's like, I don't really want to be here anymore. So, where's the leadership really coming from on this team? Do we know it's coming from Kawhi? Do we know it's coming from PG-13? We don't. They're stars, yeah. Some would say both are superstars. But coming into a team and only being here for a year and then the hiatus happening, we don't know who's really the leader and Kawhi's fucking weird. We don't know who the leader of this team is. You could say, yeah, Doc Rivers, but you've been on teams, people who listen to this. You've played sports your whole life, probably, at least in high school, middle school. You know, obviously, you're going to your coach for Leadership in terms of learning things, figuring out how to do things properly on the court, on the field, on the track, etc. But the leader of your team is somebody who's part of the team. And we know that Pat Bev, Trez, and Lou Williams have been on this roster longer than the other two. And they're all veterans. And they're all hard workers. Trez and Lou Will constantly in the running for six man of the year, Pat Bev known as one of these dogs. If you listen to his appearance on the JJ Reddick podcast, you should check. You haven't listened. If you haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it because someone personally who considers himself like a dream chaser and all that stuff. I used to really not like Pat Beverly based on his style of play. And now I'm a fan, honestly, hour of that conversation with him and JJ Reddick, who I love and I'm here for it. I love it. I love that podcast. So I could see Pat Bev being in a leadership position with this team. I could see the same thing for Trez. I could see the same thing for Lou Williams. And none of them are there. And again, we don't know what it's like with Kawhi. We don't know what it's like with PG. And other than these five guys, the rest of the roster is pretty young. So this really genuinely could create a rift that would mess with the team. Going into the playoffs... Who wants that? Not anybody in LA. That's a Clippers fan. To a degree I'm concerned. To a degree. I'm not I'm I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm not saying that it will create this rift, and I'm not saying they're out of championship contention. I saw some tweets today saying that they're not focused on the championship. And it was one dude who made a stupid decision that, but could ultimately create a rift. And I'm going to throw this in here for those of you who know what I'm talking about. In the 2015 finals, we know what LeBron said to his team after game six, going into game seven. He looked at his teammates after Ty Lue got done addressing the team. LeBron said, looked around and they, oh. Gives me goosebumps to this day because I know what this is like giving a speech to a team right here. He looked around and said, they fucked up. They fucked up. And what that was, was him saying that we're going to go to Golden State and we're going to win the NBA Finals. And we know this year that LeBron is not taking this lightly. He knows that this is a championship year for him, that he can win a title in LA, move up to that level, not necessarily the level of Kobe in LA because Kobe won five titles. Magic won however many titles he did too. Been to a bunch of finals too. But LeBron wants to continue to form his legacy. And now that he has Anthony Davis, he knows that he can win a title for Los Angeles. He's been ready. He's been ready to go since day one. He's been working out this whole time. And if you saw him in that scrimmage game, not here to mess around. Lakers are rolling from day one, other than Kyle Kuzma. (laughs) So he's been ready to rally the Lakers. And this could be a rallying call because the Lakers know really that the Clippers are the only possible contender other than them that can really make the NBA Finals and fight against probably the Bucks in the finals. All I'm saying is, I, I'm not counting the Clippers out. Prior to today, y'all know that the Clippers were my favorite to win the finals. But this is not good. It's not. It's not good at all. In the long run. Like I said, could be good for the Pelicans, <laughs> considering it's their first game on the 30th. it really be a good tune up game, assuming those three guys aren't around. We don't know. Again, I mean, Kawhi and PG look good, but rest of the roster is young. We just don't know. To quote Michael Scott of, <laughs> at the time, the Michael Scott paper company, When he was negotiating with David Wallace, he said he knew that he had a board meeting coming up and he would have to explain to his bosses that his most profitable branch was bleeding. Clippers might not necessarily be bleeding, but this is a scratch. It's a weak spot. And when you're going to be faced with the king, you show no weak spots. Okay. Rant over. Let's talk, let's talk some Pelicans on believing the Pelicans, huh? So there is a game today versus the Denver Nuggets. A scrimmage. Not a game. Scrimmage today against the towering Denver Nuggets as we have seen them in this last game. Three centers, two forwards, starting for them. I don't know what that's going to look like in this coming game, but I was originally thinking this game would be an, another opportunity to try out a different lineup for the Pelicans, assuming that Zion wasn't going to be back still for a little while, probably going to miss those first two games. Obviously, we know that's not the case now. So I was thinking maybe they start Josh Hart, JJ, start try to do a different lineup, uh, and they may very well do that. I'd say Josh, probably because his role is a little bit more similar to Zion's as opposed to the other guys available. He's that 6'5", 6'6", kind of height. Can play the four if you need him to. Energy, that type of thing. They're not the same player. Nobody's Zion, but he's a little bit closer to what Zion is as opposed to Melly. Body size, body shape, you're going to be Melly, but they don't play the same basketball. And I wouldn't be shocked if Derek Favors doesn't play again or he starts and just plays like five to 10 minutes just to get in and get in the groove of things, starting again, playing with the guys, get his legs under him. We know he's been practicing and stuff like that, but I think this would be beneficial to get in a game, match up with a guy like Jokic, like Mason Plumley. So I think that'd be really beneficial. And then, you know, Hayes come in, take a lot of those minutes in the second half, or who knows? We saw how good Jaleel Okafor looked in this other game. Thinner, Little bit stronger, smoother. We know what he did. We saw the the video that the Pelicans put out of how he played in that second half against the Nets the other night. So who knows? Maybe we'll see a little bit, see a little bit, a little bit of Jaleel Okafor in there. Who knows? And especially, like I said, with the freaking gargantuan lineup that the Nuggets fielded in their last game. Again, we don't know the health of Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, all those guys, if they're going to play some minutes in this in this coming scrimmage. But I doubt the Pelicans really use this as a game where they try to get a ton of stuff figured out just because we know that Zion's coming back. I think that the Pels are just going to be much like a lot of the last one. They're going to get those guys in, Drew, B.I., Josh Hart, Melly you know, starters plus J.J. and maybe Hayes and get them out there, get them to play 20, 15, 20 minutes between the first, second quarter, a little bit of the third quarter, and then it's going to be flooding the feet, the court with guys like Kenny Hustle, Cindarius <laughs> Thornwell in the fourth quarter, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's going to be a lot of filler minutes, um, especially with the late in th- third and the fourth quarter i'm assuming we're going to see a lot of nah again probably going to see a lot of jackson hayes probably going to see a lot of julia Okafor. probably going to see a lot of kenny hustle um and hey maybe we'll get a absolutely nuts performance by Et- it wasn't nuts but it was pretty dope performance by one moore Again, in this matchup, would love, love, love to see that. And folks, I'm not kidding when I say this. I'm excited about Tuan I'm excited about that role that he's going to fill off the bench for the Pels in this eight games and possibly playoffs. Do I think he's going to transcend and be a stud and win MVP of the playoffs or whatever? No, absolutely not. He's like 80. Not really. He's old. But if he can come off the bench, play 15 12 to 15 minutes of quality play. No, obviously, you don't want to rely on him to play some defense, but if he can get some, like, just make shots off the bench, that's great. Not necessarily to the tune of, you know, 30 points or anything like that or shoot shots like JJ off the screen. Or I mean, if he's open, take some shots, make them, go like 5 or 7 for 12, 13 points. That's an incredible role for Etuan to fill. and I would love to see some more of that from him. Not only in these scrimmages, but in these eight games that we're about to see, and possibly the playoffs. That would be dope. And, as always, we'll we'll see how everything shakes out in this coming game. Tonight, 7.30 p.m. against the Pelicans. You can watch, sorry, <laughs> against the Nuggets. Of course, you can watch it on pelicans.com. Make sure you're signing up for that. I believe you have to be within a 75-mile radius to watch it if you're going to do that. I believe you can find a stream on Reddit as well. I, I retweeted something from, I think it was Pelican Empire. Uh, so you might be able to scroll down and find that feed on my Twitter. Otherwise, I'll retweet it from them again should they share it. And again, also, if you have NBA League Pass, which if you don't and you're not in the New Orleans area, I would highly, highly, highly recommend you can go watch a bunch of old games from this season as well which is really awesome. And so if you are not in the new Orleans area, you can watch that, watch the Pelicans games on NBA league pass. It's, it's really nice. It's really, really, really nice to watch. So would highly recommend it before you go. Helps fans, go give at E-L-I-O-T, C-L-O-U-G-H, a follow on Twitter. You're going to be getting all the Pelicans content there, all the Pelicans news out there, and you're going to be getting links to the podcast, and you're going to find a bunch of different ways that you can interact with the podcast. So very excited to have that opportunity for y'all to engage with us over there. And while you're here, make sure you're subscribing, following, based on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, leave a rate and review. Do it! That really, really helps us out, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it over there. Make sure to go follow Believe on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can check out a plethora of their other podcasts on Believe.com, or just head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Here, and you can always check out some more Pelicans coverage on the Bird Rights, SB Nations, the Bird Rights. Credible stuff from the fellas over there, including myself. Really enjoy writing with those fellas on that website. Don't forget, go follow at ELIOTCLOUGH on Twitter and leave that rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Because I know you're over there, I know you are. It only takes like 30 seconds, and we love you if you do it. So, folks, this was.